What is going on? This is Michael Hacker with the Hacker Outdoors podcast. Today I'm joined by Brian Hacker where we talk about getting into fly fishing for striped bass and prepping for trout opening day. We hope you enjoy and without further ado. Welcome from the mean streets of San Francisco and yes, they are Francisco. I could tell you stories about that one. What's your hat there to, today? It's, it's the one from Florida, Florida State Seminoles. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember. I remember. Yeah, we're, we're going to do a virtual background today. I felt the need to change it up a little bit. I like it. I mean, there's San Francisco. I Actually, let's do this one. How's that feel? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> beautiful leave it on that one actually this one's probably the the nicest in my opinion a little aurora borealis aurora borealis so ladies and gentlemen welcome to the hacker outdoors podcast i am Reporting to you today from the frigid north, as you can tell from the sky around me. Look at that weird, (laughs) weird zoom trippy thing going on there. Brian's joining us today from his uh, basement man cave wearing his Black Rifle Coffee Company. That's right. Whose flag is that, Brian? It's Blackbeard, baby. Oh, yeah, it is. Talking about Blackbeard, weren't we, last time? Yeah, we were. That's funny. Oh, and you got that Florida Seminoles hat that we bought uh, on one of our last bass fishing trips down to Florida. Mm-hmm. I think it was our last, actually. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we. Uh, I don't know why you didn't have a hat. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think what happened was I left my other Florida State Seminoles hat down there, and it, we couldn't find it. Chances are Uncle Stevie stole it for uh, for golf because he left it on the in the bedroom. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that's probably correct. I'm gonna stop my stop this virtual background because it's driving me nuts. I like just see like parts of my face disappearing. There we go. There was no need for that. I was just playing around nice. with it when you dialed in. So, um, so yeah, man. Uh, welcome. I was texting you earlier today. Um, well, first and foremost, let's let's talk about the the elephant in the room here. Joseph McCormick is not with us today. He is out selling dolls. Yes, you heard that correct. Um, hopefully he's not mad that I'm busting his chops about that on the podcast, but, uh, he is, uh, he is busy right now selling some stuff. Um, so he will not be joining us today. I secretly think it's because he knows we're going to talk about trout fishing and he hates trout fishing for no reason at all. He hasn't even done it. Um, and he's just like, he's like, we're going to talk about trout fishing later. No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong on that? Right, that's kind of how. No, it's definitely why the the actual bass fishermen they generally don't like trout fishing. You, like you the know, ones I, who would, you know, I don't know. It, it just my, in my experience. Um, why do you think that is? Um, in my opinion, it's because it's so tedious. The trout are so picky. Um, you know, you're, you're tying flies, you're trying different things, you're adding droppers, you're, you're always, you're always working when, when you're, you know, when you're fly fishing and, you know, it's not like you could carry multiple rods. Um, generally it's walk in, walk out one rod. So you're, you're, you know, you're changing on the fly pun intended. Um, 
when you're bass fishing, like I, when I go, yeah, when I go bass fishing, I'm always carrying three rods with me and three different right. setups. You know, usually right. like a Carolina rig, a popper, and you know, like a Rapala or something. Um, if you, but if you had to choose, not to completely cut you off, but I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you choose to bass fish for the rest of your life or trout fish? If you had to choose one, which would it be? Trout fish. I'd have to agree with you, man. And I, I love bass fishing. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. I, I just, me, personally, I enjoy time in the woods. And, you know, everywhere you, you know, you would trap fish, you would be in the woods somewhere. And, uh, you know, if you want to get bigger trout, guess what? There's places you can get, go to get bigger trout, you know? Yeah, well, we'll we'll get to the topic of the day, but I, I was on the New Jersey Fish and Wildlife dot com, you know, New Jersey Fish and Wildlife's uh, official website today, and mm-hmm. I was looking for regulations across the board, and I happened across they had um the twenty twenty what is this uh, skillful angler program winners, right? So. Um, for those of you who are unaware, New Jersey, and I'm sure other states as well, have what's called a skillful angler program. And basically, it's you, you, depending upon the type of fish, there's a catch and release category. So you take a picture, you measure it, you take a picture of it being measured, um, and then you can enter it to win this kind of award uh, of being hmm. a skillful angler. So you can do that across the board uh, for fresh and salt water. So I, I was looking for the updated uh, striped bass regulations because the opening season is March 1st for 2021. So we are coming up hot on that date. Um, I was looking at fly setups for that. But um, anyway, so I, I was checking this out and there are a of some pretty interesting numbers on here, man, um, for 2020. And let's see, what do you think? Do you think there was anything in particular that would have would have caught you off guard about size wise that's being caught in the last year? Stripers. For stripers, I think I think anything in the 30, 35 inch range and over 20 pounds from the beach would be a solid fish. Okay, so this guy, Adrian Gonzalez of Byram Township on June 4th caught a 47 inch striped bass while fishing from a kayak in the Atlantic ocean where he landed the fish at 7:45 AM braided line with fluorocarbon leader on a Shimano spinning rod and reel with live bunker as bait. I, I see that a lot, you know, we're not live bait fishermen, but that's, you know, striped bass. That, that is a monster. That's a nice size that is. fish. Um, the big ones, you got to use live bait. And that's that was catch and re- that was catch and release. So that's, um, yeah. The second catch and release for this year uh, was a kingfish saltwater, 13 inches. Um, and then others were fluke, 10 pounds, 14 ounces. Uh, Tog was 15 pounds, 13 ounces. And then I just was like, you know, let me let me work my way up, right? Like as a investigatory <laughs> fisherman, right? You like to see where other people are catching fish and where the big mm-hmm. fish are. Um, <clears throat> there were some there were some nice ones in here, man. So a 25 inch um, walleye caught by a Christopher Pereira of Hapakon on June 9th. He was in Lake Hapakon when he landed the fish. Um, you have 19 and a half inch smallmouth basses were caught throughout the summer. Hmm. Um, 
that was in Swartzwood, Merrill Creek and Merrill Creek, uh, respectively. Now, what I was really interested in was the Atlantic, um, I'm sorry, the landlocked Atlantic salmon, the rainbow trout, of course, the muskie, and then um, brown and brook trout. So starting with brook trout, it was 21, um, sorry, 20.1 inches caught by a James Harding in, of Bloomingdale on April 11th. He was fishing from the shore of a pond when he caught the fish. Wow. Uh, yeah, 26-inch brown trout was caught by a Justin Lerner, who I do follow on Instagram. Um, he was fishing while waiting in the Raritan River when he landed the fish at 645. That was not, that was on a spinning rod. Wow. Um, lake trout was 33 inches, um, caught by Dwayne Chapman. Uh, he was fishing in Merrill Creek. Northern pike, a 41-inch northern pike was caught in Spruce Run Reservoir in January by a Dan Pryor. Wow. And then we'll wrap it out with this and we'll move on. But a rainbow trout, 23 inches was cap, caught by a Jack Lopiccolo of Hackettstown in the Musconecton and 22 and a quarter landlocked Atlantic salmon was caught from Merrill Creek Reservoir. Um, so Merrill's a, <clears throat> Merrill comes up a lot. You're, you're seeing more pros do videos there and of course they don't call it yeah. out what it is but you know that is, is a beautiful lake man um they have a horrible infestation going on up there those lantern flies yeah um, when i was up there a couple times this this summer and in fall uh they were just everywhere man covering covering the lake top and i mean no fish eat them because they're apparently bitter so yeah. they were just like dead f yeah floating on the water man mm-hmm yeah, I uh, I don't know. I, I I'm gonna go out on a limb, and I, I we should have when I took Ryan, my godson, fishing, uh, your nephew. Uh, he caught one of the biggest bluegills I think I've ever seen in my entire life, and I should have measured it and I should have submitted him for the Skillful Angler Award. But yeah. I, that thing was a freaking monster. Um, I won't post that on my socials because you know it does have his face in it and he's smiling ear to ear. But um, uh, what a cool looking fish, man. You know, I, we've talked about it in the past, actually in the probably in the past year or two that we should start carrying, you know, a uh, scale and measuring tape so we can start measuring and, and weighing may as well from here on out. You know, we're, we're always catching fish. It's just a matter of, you know, recording it or taking pictures and, you know, weighing and measuring. Yeah. I always forget, man. Um, you know, I, I always bring, I have a small, tiny little tape measure that I bring with me now. And Joe got me um, something for the canoe so that I can measure them as I bring them in. It's just one of those things when you're, tr when you're catching them and you're trying to get them back in the water as quickly as possible, unharmed and, you know, obviously yeah. unfazed and release well, it's the last thing especially, on my mind. Especially trout. Especially trout. Yeah. yeah. I mean, bass, no. they're hardy, hardy little bastards as are yeah. the catfish that I caught, but um <clears throat> Yeah, man. Crazy. Um, but they do have, if you go to uh, NJ Fish and Wildlife, you can go on there. They do tell you the minimum size requirements for Skillful Angler Award, um, and it breaks it down by size. So um, size and species. So uh, cool. always, always food for thought if you're interested in that. Um, I, this all came about, of course, because we were talking a little bit about opening season. And like I said, striped bass season is coming up. Um, I, think one of the goals for this year is to get a fly rod, uh, a saltwater fly rod and, and try my hand at that. <laughs> um, I know you want to get down there. 
Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, we've talked for a few years now about fully switching over to just fly when it comes to, you know, like uh, surfing, uh, surf fishing, not surfing, uh, surf fishing and, you know, from, you know, for bass and everything in it. You know, we, we've talked about it a bunch and I'm sure our listeners will have uh, something to say about it. But, um, you know, I, I've been thinking about getting, uh, you know, like a nine weight or an eight weight. Uh, and that way I could use it for bass as well in the uh, lakes for, you know, musky and, and, and northern pike um and just swap out reels but yeah it's uh i think this might be the year as well it'd be fun you know I mean, just think about it all i mean how much time do we spend at the beach come on yeah. always bring just bring a rod and just cast out a handful of flies yeah and and i think it's a one of those things that you know i, I keep going back and forth i went down to um tight lines down here in parsippany right and i was talking to a guy uh, the be- i guess the beginning of summer last year and i was like you know i really i'm looking at a, a fly rod i kind of want it to be my my step up rod right so i have my tenkara which is a, like a two weight and i have my my everyday rod which is a six weight um i'm like i i want something that i can use salt water i want something that i can use to catch muskies you know i've used my six weight to catch pike which is awesome and i use my six weight to catch bass which is awesome um yeah. but you know, on windy days, you need a heavier rod. And I said, what, what do I do? And he recommended a nine weight. Um, but I, I don't know, man, even being down there this fall and fishing with my spinning rod down in, uh, on the beach. I mean, it was windy. Like I think a 10 weight and flinging, you know, these massive flies is really the only way to go here. And I might be wrong, but I'd rather be overpowered um in getting through the wind then not i I don't know i i I would love to hear your thoughts on that one because i i know you're trying to say you want to step up but also not as high as i am for that but i don't know we're not trophy hunting right like we're not going for monsters but i'm worried about the wind and i'm worried about the environmentals yeah well you know for me if it's generally if it's windy i'm one of these guys um surfing uh but uh you know it's most fish are caught in the inside trowel right and when you're surfing when when you're fishing from the beach when you're fishing um so you know i one of the articles i was reading was saying that you know the people you know one number one complaint everyone wants to launch a you know the bait out there and try to catch a fish that's all all the way out and reel it all the way in but the reality of the you know matter is especially in new jersey fishing is your fishing jetties and let's face it, jetties are only out, you know, going out 50 feet into the water and the fish are sitting inside of that and they're running between the jetties. So I'm not too concerned with, with, with it. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. It, well, we talked we, about it. Yeah. Yeah. And we, so. we've talked about the, uh, you know, even, even if we get a big surf, a new surf cast rod, I think we have the same, uh, surf fishing rod like regular rod uh you know uh what do you call it spin caster rod right and uh they're both nine foot and they're very heavy rods and uh i've thought about jumping up to like you know a 13 foot surf casting rod um but it's like do you, do you invest in that or do you invest in the fly rod i don't know well, i don't think i don't think you're going to use a 13 foot casting rod and and you know, we growing up and going up to Rhode Island and fishing from the beach, right? Like we were using squid and whatever else we were throwing out there, right? 
and you would toss it whatever was in the fridge and you would toss it out there and you had your steak and you put the rod in the steak and you sat there on the beach and enjoyed your evening right like we were doing night Mm -hmm. fishing most of the time and that's great but quite honestly that's not the type of fishing we do now right like we're more active we're walking up and down um the beach we're you know wading in and out of the water we're using lures we're not really using you know bait like that um Mm -hmm. so that's where i think that doing the fly rod i think a 10 weight is going to tire your arm out pretty quickly right so so that's kind of where i'm i'm leaning I think technically, in my opinion, and you know, I'd hate to prove this and then break my rod, but I'm pretty sure I could catch some of the stripers that I caught this past year um, on my six weight and not have a problem. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, stepping up, uh, you know, in the leader category, right? Um, but I would love to do it. I think that this year is the year. Uh, the tight lines guys had a, a couple really nice rods that you know kind of fit the bill, brand new not too expensive of course going up in the reel is gonna gonna cost you like anything else right yeah um, and then the line and everything but um i want to do a couple experiments with that this this season and, and see how it how it turns out i mean hopefully you'll be there to join with me my man no absolutely it's funny i i, I have set up right behind me my inshore medium heavy spin caster uh with 15 pound braid on it and a four ounce popper for 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 stripers and my i didn't get out again this this past fall but in this spring i'm gonna just use that every time we go yeah i'm I'm not even i'm not gonna bring the big rod i don't think unless unless we throw trunks out there or something no and i gotta replace my reel on the uh, big rod it broke this past season so i'm not using that um yeah i I have my Shimano 4000 that I use for the ocean um, in the, you know, the inshore rod and that thing, uh, I'm fine with it. I I think it's perfect. Um, It's, I think there's a, I think like, like in every sport, everyone over, over bids on what they think they need to do fishing. Right. I mean, my, my first, you know, take it to fly fishing because I know we're going to jump back into fly fishing in a second. But my first fly fishing rod was was a TFO, uh, you know, beginner's rod, and right. I used that fishing rod for how many years? I don't you know, maybe ten. And I used it in Montana until it broke. I think it was in Montana it broke the second the second time, and then uh, I bought one out there, but um, and replacement. But um, you know, I, I think that goes with 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 all fishing so you know your, your bass rods you know it's, it's why why invest in a couple hundred dollar rod when when chances are it's gonna you know the tip's gonna break off while you're while you're driving somewhere when you get snagged you know yeah no i agree with you and i mean i've had my six weight for it's an ll bean six weight that you know somebody got for me i won't uh as a as a birthday gift um that thing's going on 15 years old but that's yeah. my workhorse man like i use mm-hmm. that for literally everything and then i get like you know for for trout you know guys like to use lower weight rods and i get it yeah. for you know it plays a little bit better um mm-hmm. but like you we've talked about a number of times on this it's like if you don't have to spend the money don't spend the money like i could use that rod for pretty much tiny little brook trout in my opinion, all the way up to, you know, some of these monster bass. So all the bass yep. I caught this summer 
were on that rod with the exception of a few at the lake in town here on windy days where I switched over to my ugly stick. Like yeah. everything was on the fly rod and it was a six week. And I mean, I caught mm -hmm. some nice, nice size fish. Um, um, but I, I could pretty much guarantee I could catch some striped bass on that. And I, I kind of want to try it, but I'm kind of don't want to break my rod just in case. Um, but to your point about them, you know, every striped bass I caught this past season too, it was within like six feet, seven feet of the shore. Yeah. And you watched them demolish whatever it was you were throwing to, if it was top mm -hmm. water. Um, I actually had a, a good amount of luck on jigs, but like it was super close to you and it, they didn't fight for yeah. long. You know, it was quick in quick out. Um, you know, I'd like to play them a little bit, but you know, that's is what it is. Yeah, that the big one, uh, our brother-in-law and uh, my goddaughter, your niece, uh, that caught. She remember they said that they caught it right at the beach. Yeah, that, that had to be over thirty inches. Yeah. So you know, and that was midsummer too. I mean, that was a, a holdover. So yeah, it's it's interesting. Well, well, Keep it's coming for all the fishermen. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited too, man. <laughs> I uh, I'll probably try and get down there. Not necessarily opening day um yeah. but we'll use that as a pivot point to uh to diverge the conversation a little bit so you know trout season's opening on april 10th um we are a little bit over a month away here right and um i know you know i've gone trout fishing a few times this winter i know you know some of the listeners and some of the followers and people that i follow have been out having pretty successful winters uh, specifically around brown trout right um mm -hmm. But opening day is one of those days that I just, I kind of loathe in some respects. Um, I, one of the guys that I follow and he follows me back, he, he was busting my chops a little bit. It was funny. He was like, uh, I, the picture I posted on Instagram, he's like, he's like, oh, he's like, what are you trying to say? You know, like I said, no, no, no. It's more of a, you know, I don't dislike that people are out fishing. Um, I'm not saying that it's because it's 2021 and more people are fishing than ever, right? I've gone up to some rivers this year and saw people that, you know, shoulder to shoulder, you know, mid-season, not even opening week. Um, and I, I said, no, it's more about, you know, going places where you are exploring, right? Get out there mm -hmm. a little bit further away from those parking lot areas. Even if you park in those parking lots and just walk, like... Uh, I think that picture that, that I posted today was, it have been like four mile hike yeah. through the river and through the woods, you know, like to get to that spot. And it was, we were the only ones and that was opening day of 2015. Yeah. And I mean, the river was iced over a little bit. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then you compare that to the first opening day that we fished, which was pandemonium. Remember that? It was a man. I remember there was a guy with the same surf fishing rod that I use fishing for trout with a stringer hanging from his waist that had probably 10 fish on it. Right. Which to is another totally issue, but right. yeah. And it was opening day and this is right at the bridge of one of the biggest fishing spots in New Jersey. We just went because that's what we could find. You know, that's what we knew of at the time. And uh, I'm, I'm, I still can't believe there's no, uh, you know, warden was right that guy up because it, it was out of control, but that, I remember that day we actually ended up walking up river, not down river. I saw a lot of guys going down river, going up river 
probably, I don't know how far it was. It was pretty far, a couple miles. And uh, that's where we got the first fish. Yeah, so yeah, I remember. Trip. Yeah, I remember. I've got the picture mm-hmm. somewhere too. Then, yeah, mind you, I, a... I, that year before, I was, was still in college. And uh, that's when I first got the fly rod. And uh, I practiced all summer, I think it was all summer long. And then that fall fishing in the Passaic River uh, for, for smallmouth and for sunfish while Gene was fishing for, uh, what was it? Carp. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a big deal. Um, I remember, uh, I went out and got a new reel because the guys told me not to use the same, you know, reel and line for the, uh, between the rivers. Yeah. So I bought a new reel and rod and yeah, I'm a new reel and, uh, line and, uh, went out and fished that second spot. We're not going to name drop here, but no, we're not, we're not name dropping, but I will say that I'm pretty sure that's where Mike Iconelli was fishing in his, uh, latest video. Um, I was like, you son of a bitch, don't do it. <laughs> we don't need any more people up there. No, we haven't mm-hmm. been back to that river. Um, I, and I kind of, it's one of those rivers that I want to explore a little bit more. I just I yeah. hate the, I don't know. There's so much more open river to go to. And that one's just too easily accessible. Um, out of staters it's easy access for out of staters too so yeah yeah um well to to interject for a second so you, you were talking about carp uh, one of the things that i did see in there is is the uh, skilled angler carp was caught at verona park uh pond or lake or whatever like that yeah hold on um oh i gotta find that hold on where the hell did you go did i close it oh anyway I'll, I'll come back to it um so That'd be fun. yeah tell me about it man do you ever watch um the guy uh orvis what is his name he he did a a video where he was catching carp and he was at some town in vermont i think and there was a little creek running through the town oh center. yeah i did see this and, and there was like literally like a, a restaurant on the river so all these carp were hanging yeah. out right outside the restaurant because people would throw bread and crap mm-hmm. like that to them and he goes to his car and he's like i'm gonna record this because i'm gonna catch a carp and he just took his little i think believe it was just a woolly bugger and he was just like mm-hmm. whoop, throw it right in there carp took it and was running he's like i have no way of even landing this fish because i'm 10 feet above the river because it's you know one of those river walk type areas mm-hmm. and uh it was pretty just freaking funny man i got a kick out of that I, that's high on the list for sure <laughs> <laughs> um so what are you know what are the goals for this year man with fishing i i you know i, I kind of hit on everything that i wanted to talk about um yeah you know i funny enough the electrician I used here at the house, uh, he, we, we talked a bunch and funny enough, he turned out to be a big fly fisherman and, uh, he was, he was giving me some pointers on, on what he's been doing. So, uh, my goal this year is to, to get some big bull brown trout, which I am pretty sure I know where they are. Um, after speaking with him, uh, he wouldn't give me exacts, but, uh, he told me what to use and, you know, kind of a whereabouts kind of where to aim. And, uh, that's, that's my goal is this, this year to, you know, you know, use streamers and try to get some, some big fish. Um, I'm okay with not catching fish. So if I get skunked on those outings, I'll just switch to something. They try to catch some panfish or something, whatever. Trophy hunting. Okay. Yeah. I think it's easier for, for, for trout, for stripers. I just catch as many as possible. That's it. I don't yeah. care if they're big either. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was actually also thinking, uh, we, you know, 
if we do get the surf casting uh, fly rods or, you know, like nine weights or whatever that we, we want to get, uh, we got to just, you know, fish for, uh, for summer, summer flounder fluke um, and try to catch everything we can. It'd be a lot of fun. I mean, we spend a lot of time at the beach, so there's no reason to ha- not have a rod with us every time. Yeah, and I try to keep my rod in my car, regardless of where it is I go, at least my Tenkara rod. Yeah. Um, but when going down the shore, it's always, I mean, it's always in the car, man. And I can't tell you yeah. how many times I fished when we went down to the beach this year and I didn't catch anything until I was like, you've been fishing for like four hours. Like you haven't caught anything. It's like, I don't care. I'm out on the beach and I'm enjoying life. Like I would yeah. cast all day long until my arm falls off. Uh, we're, Waves we're are flat. I may as well try to fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, so I, you know, I got to go back. Um, I created a spreadsheet for all the fish that I caught based upon all the species in the state of New Jersey to actually tally it up. So I, you know, 2020, I, I caught every trout species we have with the exception of the tiger trout, which is not, I wouldn't say a real trout species. It's a, it's a hybrid. I caught every bass species. Um, I, you know, pretty much every panfish you could possibly imagine, except some of the, uh, I think it was the pumpkin seed I didn't catch. I'm pretty sure it was pumpkin seed I didn't catch, um, but I didn't catch a muskie. I, I, I lost that. I, I had one and I lost it. I didn't get a uh, landlocked salmon, unfortunately. Uh, walleye didn't happen. Um, but I'm preparing myself for muskie in, in the rest of them. Um, I think this is, you know, as far as game species go, I was a little bit over half of freshwater. Um, saltwater, only caught two species but I had a hell of a lot of fun doing it. So. No, yeah. Yeah. You going to try your, your big year this year? Yeah, I'll try to, I'll try to see how many I can get this year, how many different species. Um, I also want to, like, you know, we, we, we play a game when we drive, and I'm sure everyone that listens to this that's a fisherman does it as well. Uh, hey, I bet you can fish there. My goal is to, every time I see that and I have a little bit of time, to have a rod in the car and try to cast out a few times or something and try to catch something. So we'll, we'll see how it works out. Yeah, I, I like that. And I like the idea of trying some new waters as well. I think there yeah. are some rivers and lakes. Um, you know, whenever I go hiking, I try and bring my Tenkara with me just because it's easy. It's packable. Um, but I didn't bring with me a couple times and we hit these mountain lakes and it was like, it's like, damn, I should have brought my rod with me. <laughs> yeah, you see little fish flying around. Oh, my God. Right on the shoreline. And I guarantee you that's where these trophy fish are, right? Like we always yeah. talked about this, you know, growing up fishing. It's like, you got to find these lakes and these rivers and these sections that nobody goes to. Um, you know, we're, you know, thankfully very well enabled to travel heavy distances on foot um, to get to places and, and get to these pretty remote locations. So we might as well freaking do it, man. Mm-hmm. So that's the goal as well Absolutely. is to make it back to some of those. Oh, Brian, any plans for the weekend? Uh, this weekend? No, not really. That's going to be a low-key work, work around the house. That's it. Maybe uh, get outside, have make a little campfire, and that's it. Nice. Maybe some of the snow will melt finally. Yeah, hopefully. How about you? Yeah, we're, uh, doing some tiling, so I am, nice. I am booked up, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, adulting <laughs> is, always, is always fun, right? That's for um, sure. Yeah, I got to go rent a uh, a wet saw, which should be fun. We'll see how that's going to work. Um, yeah. 
and uh, cut some tiles. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Measure well, twice, cut once. That's the way it always goes, man. Um, next week, I'm trying to get out to go fishing, so I'll keep you posted on that one. Awesome. Cool. Everyone, thanks for listening. A uh, little cool, cool. different format today. Cool, cool, cool. A little, uh, just a quick little podcast for you all. That's all. Brian's That's wearing his, his lovely black beard t-shirt he wanted to show off for you. So hopefully you guys enjoyed. Um, have a good weekend and we will talk to you next week, hopefully with Cousin Joe. Yeah. Adios. Adios, muchacho. All right, so that was the Hacker Outdoors podcast with Michael Hacker, Brian Hacker, and of course, Joey McCormick. If you like what you heard, please give us a rating on whatever platform you're listening to or watching this on. Please check the show notes for some links about the topics we discussed today. And as always, we thank you for listening.